You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. It is Thursday, January 11th, gearing up for a Saturday night wildcard matchup against the Miami Dolphins. Final day of Chiefs practice ahead and plenty to get caught up on, but going to start in some unrelated Chiefs news. Uh, so let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Uh, Sweeney, it was reported early this morning that the Patriots and head coach Bill Belichick are expected to part ways. They're supposed to have a press conference with him and Robert Kraft later on this afternoon. So the end of an era, uh, greatest run in NFL head coaching history, Bill Belichick. And this comes a day after Nick Saban announces he is retiring from Alabama. Pete Carroll is stepping down as head coach from the Seattle Seahawks, but is expected to remain within the organization in some capacity. It's just a tidal wave of change and end of just some of the greatest coaching runs in football history in the last 24 hours. It's just been absolutely crazy to watch. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange few days, I think, just for the – the game of football uh, in a lot of ways uh, you consider Nick Saban. It was another huge name of the college ranks, right? Like Alabama has sent a lot of players to the NFL. These are two coaches. I believe they started together with the Cleveland Browns, uh, then you know, eventually went their separate ways and had ultimate success, uh, remained friends and, you know, uh, Saban retires and a day, Later, or 12 hours later, you have uh, Bill Belichick done with New England. Uh, the difference here is that uh, Bill very clearly wants to coach, uh, I would imagine, Steve, for another two years. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I believe it's like 14, 15, 16 wins away from the most wins all time. Uh, and so I'm looking at at least two more seasons to accomplish that. I don't blame the guy for wanting to do that. But it's, uh, in a way, uh, even though the Patriots – I've always been considered the evil empire. It's kind of a shame that he's not going to be able to to do that with New England. But uh, Andy Reid said this uh, when you know he was making the change from 12 to 13, from going from the Eagles to uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's just everyone has a time limit uh, on what they're doing. You know, nothing really lasts forever, especially in the NFL. And 
even the greatest coaches, you know, their time will eventually run out. So it's fleeting, uh, kind of a sad day in a way. But, um, you know, and I was talking to you about this before we started recording. I think Belichick finds a job and uh, Mike Vrabel uh, could be um, going to the Patriots job. We'll see where he lands, too. But I think both of these guys will get a job in the carousel. So it does make things interesting when you consider uh, candidates like former Chiefs coordinator Eric Bieniemy, uh, and I also saw that Mike Kafka is already drawing uh, some interest uh, with the Chiefs coaching staff just a few years ago before joining the Giants. So the carousel spins as it as it may, and uh, we'll see where all these these uh, pieces land. Yeah, I'd be legitimately shocked if Mike Vrabel is not the next head coach of the New England Patriots. I know. Uh... That on, on their coaching staff, Gerard Mayo is an in-house candidate that's going to get uh, a long, hard look. He is a, a hot uh, head coaching candidate as well, who, who's getting some looks around the league. So I think Vrabel's probably top candidate in New England. And I wouldn't be shocked if Bill Belichick winds up being one of the front runners for this Chargers job. So I think that's something to watch just across the AFC West is the Chargers are looking for a head coach to pair with Justin Herbert and, and finally try to turn that thing around. I would not be surprised if they take a long, hard look at Bill Belichick. So I think that's something Chiefs fans should definitely pay attention to. The Herbert thing has been interesting, you know, for lack of better terms. I, I remember um, when when Alex Smith came to Kansas City uh, and, you know, one of the things that was always a storyline with him was just uh, the amount of offensive coordinators uh, that he had prior to uh coming to KC and this will be his third system um, you know that's it, kind of played into the hands of the Chiefs' success but you feel a little bad right in a weird way uh, for such an elite talent that they had to go through three different systems so I gotta think the head coach for the Chargers that they're gonna get will be offensive minded we know Bill Belichick is uh, defensive minded and we're coming off uh, a year removed from a season that we're like he didn't even really put together an offensive staff. So I do wonder uh, if that would go to reigning national champ now, uh, Jim Harbaugh. I know that he has been linked to Herbert and the, the Chargers. So we'll see. Uh, very interesting position. And you, know, you look at a lot of these positions in the NFL. Um, some of them are interesting. Some of them have high draft capital, but the Chargers already have that elite quarterback built in. So that to me makes it very, very attractive. It just, it's going to, it's shaping up to be a very crazy NFL offseason in terms of just coaching changes and things like that. So we'll have everything you need to know to keep tabs on this coaching search in the AFC West at arrowheadpride.com. Uh, but moving on to what really matters this week, the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Miami Dolphins Saturday night at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, haven't quite hit the uh, the bottoming out uh, of this cold front that's expected to hit Kansas City. It's expected to happen in the next couple of days. Uh, be freezing cold at Arrowhead Stadium, as all of you guys know. And, you know, head coach Andy Reid, uh, it's always around this time of year when he gets asked questions about retiring. But thankfully, I don't think Chiefs fans need to worry uh, about looking for a new head coach this offseason like so many other teams across the NFL. Um but we're, we're gearing up for this huge matchup and the injury reports are something that uh, that you need to continue to watch because there's a lot of question marks for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, we don't expect tackle Wanye Morris to be available for the Chiefs. He did not practice again on Wednesday uh, as he's dealing with a concussion. 
Uh, so that's something to keep tabs on as we move forward here. Today is, again, the final day of practice as they have Friday off and ready for Saturday night football. Uh, Donovan Smith was a limited participant. Again, Justin Ross returned to practice on Wednesday. If uh, See if he gets too many opportunities on Saturday night. Kadarius Tony was a limited participant as well. And everybody else on the Chiefs injury report was a full participant. So it seems like at least on the Chiefs side, they're going to be as healthy as they possibly can be at this point in the season for Saturday night's matchup. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that's a good thing. They're certainly healthier than the Dolphins. I am, you know, I'm naturally getting a little bit concerned with the, the storylines leading into this game, because I, I think especially in KC and I'm, maybe I don't have a grasp of what both folks are, are thinking nationally, but I think everyone's pointing toward the extreme cold and everyone's pointing to Tua and how, you know, he's going to have this initial start in the playoffs. I think everyone's pointing to the injuries. And I think we're starting to kind of just be like, well, of course the chiefs are, are going to win, but that's just like not how the NFL works. And so I wonder if, uh, you know, Miami is kind of getting a little bit of steam from that. I know that I would, I mean, I would be saying you should see what they're saying as far as our chances on Saturday. Um, and we've seen it too many times in the playoffs. So I, I was kind of doing the same thing myself. If you, if you listen to the, AP radio replay, you'll hear us talking about that. But I you know, I woke up with like this odd feeling that maybe we shouldn't be just writing off the Dolphins for all those reasons. It's still a game they have to play on Saturday night. I totally agree with you. Um, I, I know with all of their defensive injuries, it's easy to just say, well, the Chiefs should actually be able to move the ball on offense against them and, and be able to score. But and that Vic Fangio led defense uh, just from his time with the Denver Broncos, like Fangio knows the Chiefs offense pretty well and, and has seen a, a lot of this Chiefs offense over the years. So it, it's still not a matchup you should totally sleep on. And we've seen this Miami Dolphins offense. I understand it's going to be cold, but I, I think the biggest thing that worries me about this matchup and, and really the Achilles heel of this Chiefs defense, if you can point to one all season is against the rushing attack and they did not have to go against rookie Devon a Chan in the first matchup. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I, I think that's the biggest difference maker. And, you know, he's been a limited participant in practice all week. Raheem Mostert has been a limited participant in practice all week, but that's not out of the norm for them. Like they have made it very clear. They will rest these guys to make sure that they are ready to play the football game. So I don't think either of those guys is in jeopardy of missing this game at all. And I, I think, Really, uh, it's it might be the healthiest that either one of these running backs has been in the last couple of months uh, ahead of this matchup on Saturday night. So those guys definitely both still scare me on the offensive side of the ball. We can talk about Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle and that explosive passing attack, but I think it's really the rushing attack. If they can get that going on Saturday night, then I'm a little bit weary uh, about the Chiefs if they wind up giving some explosive runs up. Uh, on the ground to those explosive running backs because we've seen those guys totally take over games for the Dolphins this year. Yeah, I, and I, I don't think he's gotten the credit yet. I mean, I know that um, people who really follow other teams know this, but like Devon Achan, when he's healthy, he's one of the best running backs in the NFL, right? He's got, <clears throat> to me, a little CMC to him, um, a little uh, Chris Johnson, uh, to him, uh, and I, I just wonder <clears throat> if the Dolphins, you know, kind of think with the with the impression maybe, hey, you know, we're going to try to really feature Tyree Kill with that thought coming into the game. Just do try to run the football and like make that um, make the Chiefs move 
pre-snap and really open up the play action for Tua and kind of attack the Chiefs a little bit differently than, than we've seen, uh, you know, to try to make it a game. I, I think it's going to be a better game than people realize. Um, you know, I, I know the Chiefs opened up, I believe it was a, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. That number's actually grown to four-and-a-half. Um, but in, in following this stuff, I, you know, you wonder about day of, will it kind of come back to more of that, that three-point edge for uh, Kansas City? Um, you have a lot of these factors. Like I said, everything leading into the game, all these storylines into the game have, have seemingly favored uh, KC. But I, 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 you know, I'll reiterate, not to say that I don't think the Chiefs will win, but I, I don't know, know if we should be writing off the, the Dolphins so, so strongly. Um, because if they do get Waddle back, you know, they do get Mostert back and they kind of have all their weapons, you think that they can go blow to blow, blow for blow with the Chiefs. And it's going to be, you know, battle of the quarterbacks, battle of who wants it more. Yeah. Devon A. Chan averaged 7.8 yards per carry this season. And, had 800 yards and he only appeared in 11 games due to injury. Like if that guy plays a full 17 game stretch winds up with 15, 1600 rushing yards on the season because he is that explosive. And we know what Raheem Mostert did at 31 years old this year, like is a very running back friendly offense for the Miami dolphins. And uh, a lot of the focus is going to be on Tyree kills return to arrowhead and that explosive passing attack, but we should absolutely not sleep on their explosive ground game either, because those guys can absolutely light up a scoreboard. So I, I think that's my biggest worry uh, ahead of this matchup. And a lot's going to be made about the dolphins injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, uh, Xavier Howard uh, did not practice this week. It, it seems like he is not expected to play on Saturday night. Uh, safety to Sean Elliott also did not practice on Wednesday. Javon Holland did not practice on Wednesday. But tackle Teron Armstead was a limited participant for the Miami Dolphins. And that's something to watch because he's obviously their best offensive lineman. That offensive line's also dealt with a ton of injuries this season. And Javon Holland is, is another really interesting one because if we expect them to be down uh, cornerback in Xavier Howard, Javon Holland is a very talented safety and they really need him. And there was some optimism that he was going to be available to play on Saturday night. But after logging back to back uh, DNP is I, I think it's fair to assume that that's a little bit questionable, but it, it kind of depends on, on what his status is today as we move towards Saturday. Yeah, I think for him um, in particular, this is kind of how it was with Legereus Sneed. Last week, you know, I, I think this is the playoffs, um, or I should say two weeks ago. This is the playoffs. You know, they need that player, I think, especially with all the injuries. I wouldn't uh, be stunned if, if he went no practice, no practice, no practice, and managed uh, to play. Uh, but I think it will be more encouraging for the Dolphins if he's able to get a limited practice in. But that's a good point. Um, just because of all the injuries, you're going to want to have your – your safety help. And so we'll see if they, they get him back in the mix. Uh, there's a lot of players that are the most important players. If you really dig into the injury report uh, for the Dolphins, uh, Eichenberg, HM, we mentioned Moster, Tyreek, uh, Waddle, and Jalen Ramsey, all limited. Uh, and so these guys are bumps and bruises and, and banged up a little bit, uh, but uh, all are expected to go. But you can see that the Dolphins are taking it easy on them this week. Yeah, it's still the NFL playoffs, and I don't think you should sleep on anybody in a postseason matchup. I think anything can happen in the playoffs, and Chiefs are going to need to show up on Saturday and not turn the football over and try to capitalize on some of those injuries because 
I, I don't think this is just going to be a, a walk in the park matchup. Like they need the Chiefs defense to show up with their A game. And I think an underrated part of this, and this is something I've been talking about for, I think, the last like month and a half or so, Pete, and you can tell me if you agree with this, but I think over the back half of the season, we really saw the Chiefs' defense slow down a bit, and maybe some of that was being banged up. Uh, but we we really saw them, and it started with the first matchup against the Raiders, and I think kind of carried over through uh, the end of the regular season where the defense seemingly had these slow starts where it seemed like they were really struggling to – uh, adjust to what opposing offenses were doing. There was a lot of quick passing attack, a, a lot of just kind of trying to exploit the Chiefs uh, blitzing and, and things like that and get the ball out quick. And a lot of teams were finding s- success. And then the Chiefs would kind of settle in and, and adjust as the game went on. And, and they'd look like that elite defense that we know that they are. But some of that is me kind of believing that, you know, Spags is kind of holding things back for the playoffs. And I think that's just as important as these players showing up and making plays and being healthy at this time of the year. I think the Chiefs really need an A game from defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo. And I am hoping that I'm correct in the fact that he was holding some things back for the playoffs and that we're really going to get his best performance on Saturday night in their first playoff matchup. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm completely uh, with you. I, I think the defense is uh, rear and ready to go. Uh, just talking to Steve Spagnuolo, he really respects what the Dolphins brings to the table. And uh, it is an advantage, just the fact that the Chiefs were able to get so many pieces back. We did learn that Brian Cook is likely not, to, not going to come back for uh, the postseason, but as far as the rest of you know, your your starters go, you you got to be feeling pretty good. Uh, Chris Jones is coming off the performance of a lifetime, uh, managing 12 pressures and 31 rushes is ridiculous. Uh, anyone who signs Chris Jones to another contract should should certainly build incentives uh, into it. But I think you uh, realize that this is going to be a, a defensive first effort, and and uh, we did a story about it on ArrowheadPride.com yesterday. Just the change of identity of Patrick Mahomes accepting like, okay, you know, maybe if it's fourth and short, we don't have the firepower to go for it. Maybe around midfield, like we did in the past, but we feel pretty damn good about Tommy Townsend pinning him back within 10 uh, and getting the ball back in three or four plays. Uh, and so that to do identity of the chiefs. Uh, it took a long time, I think for them to like lean into that aspect of this defense first team uh and now that they have i think anything is possible you know it might be one of those teams that are like a little bit more uh let's say steeler like than cowboy like where you, you're grinding it out a little bit more in the playoffs uh, until you get to the offseason and brett beach can load up uh, as far as weapons go for patrick mahomes Amen. If we get uh, if we get a playoff performance where Isaiah Pacheco has twenty carries, I would be very happy about that. Um, and no turnovers. That, that, that's really all I care about as well uh, on Saturday night. But he's Pete Sweeney. You can follow him on Twitter at PG Sweeney. I'm Stephen Surtz, where you can find me. Again, we'll hear from Andy Reid later on this afternoon as the Chiefs wrap up their practice week, get a final injury report. So make sure you're on the lookout for that on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network and the uh, latest injury updates on Arrowhead Pride. Me and Pete will be back tomorrow morning with a live edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report, taking your questions, kind of gauging the atmosphere and how we're feeling ahead of this Saturday night matchup against Miami Dolphins. We'll talk to you guys then.
Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. It's obviously an exciting time as the Chiefs enter this season, looking to become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champs in nearly 20 years. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas. Kansas City. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. In the offseason, the party won't stop. We'll still be covering the biggest stories and all the offseason's twists and turns will show up in your inbox on a regular basis. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.